Join me, Chelsea Erson, on season three of my podcast, Dear Young Rocker. Tune in to hear some of my favorite musicians tell stories from their awkward musical beginnings, reconnect with the teenager they used to be, and remember what it's like to fall in love with your favorite band for the first time. Listen to Dear Young Rocker Season 3 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We all feel sad sometimes, or have sad feelings, and it's completely normal to have good and bad days. But having a bad day and having multiple bad days in a row where... You can't shake the sadness or stop the crying are very different things. You have no hope and that you're stuck in a state that you don't see a reason to live your life to the fullest. When you feel an overload of emotions hit you all at once. I think internalizing that desire to be normal, to be like everyone else, does make me feel like I found fault within myself. It feels like you're heart's been shattered because you've let yourself feel that way. You don't know what can happen or what's going on. Like I was You're going through life and it's tough. But what's going to happen to you? How do you get through it? Does anyone even understand? I wish someone could tell me what to do. Hi. I'm Samantha Logan, and this is We Got You, a podcast for kids whose hard questions are answered by the older teenage kids who have already been through it. My guest today is Jasmine. Jasmine went through a period of pretty bad depression, like crying in the closet by herself so no one heard her kind of extreme depression. And it was a sad feeling that she couldn't shake and she wasn't quite sure what was happening to her or why until she had a complete breakdown at school. Let's hear her story. My name is Jasmine. I am 17 years old and I am from Riverton, Wyoming. I'm enrolled Northern Arapahoe. There's two tribes on our reservation. So it's the Northern Arapaho and the Eastern Shoshone, and I'm enrolled Northern Arapaho. I was 12 years old, and, you know, I started getting, you know, I guess sort of feeling sad and getting anxious, and um, I started just doing what any other kid would do, and I just Googled it instead of going to my parents, and because I didn't really think that anything was wrong. So... I looked up what if I was feeling was, you know, normal or if there was something wrong with me. And yeah, then that's when I pretty much self-diagnosed myself with depression, at least. I tried to open up to one of my friends. She didn't really say anything because... At that age, and like I was saying, that it wasn't really something that was talked about a lot, you know, in general in school. And so I didn't really tell anyone until, you know, all the anxiety uh, started really, um, you know, resonating. So it went on for the two years at the least when, 
you know, things started to first happen and when I was in, you know, seventh grade before I really got help. It was quite the struggle <laughs> when I really had no one to talk to. It was, you know, a lot to deal with as a as a twelve year old. Sort of the tipping point that made me really tell my parents was when it was getting too much for me. Instead of having my, my breakdowns, you know, at night, you know, by myself, uh, it would happen, you know, it happened at school. And I called up my mom and she came and picked me up and was like, hey, I think, you know, something's really wrong. So we're going to, you know, take you to go get checked out and we'll see what's up. It was pretty nerve wracking being checked out by the doctor, you know, having to fill out uh, this, this test. After I was finally given the diagnosis of anxiety and depression, I did get that sense of relief that what I was feeling um, finally had a name and that I knew that I was going to be able to get the treatment that I needed to help myself and, you know, help me cope. It was, it was really, yeah, relieving. Opening up to my parents and the doctor and even now, more recently, telling you know my friends and people I don't even know about what I'm going through um, with my <laughs> my anxiety and depression. At first, you know, I didn't want to really lay that that burden on anyone else. Um, it's a very awkward subject to talk about, even even now in these times when um, there's more light um, on mental health issues. But now as I've gotten older and, you know, gotten more experience, I am a lot more open and I'm able to really tell people that, hey, this is what I go through and you're not alone. And it's something actually quite common. Whatever that you're going to go through, it, it'll pass, you know, all the all the downhills will eventually go up and um it's not as bad as, you know, you would think it is. When I was at my lowest points, I would just, you know, tell him that tell myself that it's it's going to get a lot better. The thing I struggled with the most in middle school was probably just opening up. You know, I was more of the the quiet kid. Um, I only talked when I needed to. I feel like it's even more important to fit in than when you're in high school because, you know, you're still growing, you're still developing. You wanna, you wanna sort of act older than you actually are. And that's how I was. You know, now I don't really care what anyone thinks. And back in middle school, it was the complete opposite. You didn't wanna, you know, be different than the crowd. I, I never really opened up about, you know, my issues that I was facing. Anxiety and depression and other mental illnesses are, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of and you shouldn't look down upon it. It's literally like so common. <laughs> and especially like Native Americans, we have intergenerational trauma. You know, it's sort of in our blood to, you know, have anxiety and depression or even to the extent of, you know, alcoholism through the, the atrocities we've faced in the past, 
it's not anything to be ashamed of. You can still live on and you can get through it. When I was diagnosed, I did feel ashamed because it was still nothing that was really ever talked about. It is more so now, but even just three years ago, it was, you're like, oh, like that person, you know, has, you know, mental health issues. Like they're, they're, they're crazy, you know? And, you know, I didn't really want to sort of put myself in that position to be talked about. It was hard opening up to friends and peers and family. But yeah, now, now that I've opened up, I feel more comfortable to be myself. And, you know, I feel like everyone's more understanding of where I come from and, you know, what I'm going through. Um, it's, it's become a lot easier opening up and, um, you know, trying not to let the negative image of mental health issues get to me. What helped me understand that there's nothing to be ashamed of was just seeing how many people were going through the same thing that I was. A lot of kids like me on, you know, my reservation go through issues such as I do. And what sort of helped led me up to opening up was just trying to spread that awareness because in in my school and, you know, on my reservation, there has been so many suicides and from kids my age and even younger. And I want to let my peers and everyone know that what they're feeling will get better. It's nothing they can't get through. I would say that I wished I had opened up sooner felt like an eternity taking this battle by myself. Um, now that I've gotten the, the help and support that I needed, that everything's running more smoothly and that I have the true support that I needed probably back in middle school when I <laughs> was first going through everything. I want to say this to every kid listening right now. It's okay to ask for help because you are not alone. In listening to Jasmine's story and understanding how she felt she had to hide her feelings from so many people, I feel that we just cannot express that to you guys enough. I'm going to say it one more time. It is okay to ask for help. You are not alone. So now is the part of the show where we take questions from you out there. We asked you on our Instagram account, We Got You Show, to submit anonymous questions about any and all your issues, and we had lots of responses. Thank you, and keep that up for the coming episodes. Our teen panel today is Jasmine, who is joined by an anonymous teen we have spoken to previously. I know my mom suspects that I am depressed and has been Googling about what to do. I don't want to talk to her and it's annoying when she tries. How can I tell her to leave me alone? I would say get that third party and maybe like, you know, talking with your parents might be uncomfortable, but, you know, maybe you have to go over the edge to 
talk to them enough to get the proper help for therapy so you don't have to talk to your parents about it even in that moment if you're like oh therapy like it's pointless like if you really don't want your parents to like to have to talk to them like that's probably a good method to like get them to stop and also potentially actually receive help through therapy my older brother is depressed i know he is because he told me and i want to tell my parents but he made me swear not to will i get depressed too if he is So I would say to just tell your parents because, you know, you don't want anything happening and, you know, nothing taken too far. Um, For natives, it can be genetic uh, through intergenerational trauma um, because of that trauma that's happened to our ancestors. And, um, you know, it's, it's in our DNA, it's in our blood, what happened to them. It's genetically hardwired into our brains. You know, because even my grandma went through relocation and boarding schools. But yeah, I would just say, tell tell your parents, because um, you don't want to not tell them and then for something to happen and feel like you could have did something. I mean, like, yeah, I don't have siblings, but I can just picture it from a situation of maybe like someone I love that I'm close to struggling with that. And I, I don't know if I would say it could make you depressed, but it can definitely you know, be emotionally draining and difficult for you to witness someone you love being in that much pain. And I think like, yeah, like in this situation, you should just tell your parents and always prepare for it to be the worst situation and be like, okay, what should I do? And when it comes to depression, if it's the worst situation, you should do something like tell a parent. Okay, so I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to We Got You. We Got You is a podcast that gives a voice to every kid out there who doesn't have anyone to go to for advice, who might be scared to ask their friends, older siblings, or parents for help. We're here for you. And remember that right now is just a tiny part of your life and you will get through it. Tune in for the next episode where we speak with Jalen, an 18-year-old who lost both of his parents in middle school, but still had hope for himself and his future. If you want a chance to have your questions answered or appear on our show, submit your questions via DM on our Instagram at WeGotYouShow or visit us at WeGotYouShow.com. If you need to speak to someone about depression, Crisis Text Line is a hotline you can text for help 24-7. Text HOME to 741-741. We Got You is sponsored by a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting with special thanks to PRX and Tracks for Support. Production assistant is Carolina Garrigo. Theme music by Dima. Original composition by Dimitri Libman, Ollie Chang, and Guy Brown. Music edit, sound design, and mixed by Rob Ballingle. Dialogue edit by Michelle Medias. And music supervision by Justin Morris. We Got You is created, written, and produced by Hallie Petro and Brandon Leganke in association with Sonic Union NYC. Till next time, this is Samantha Logan saying, We Got You. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.
This is Tracks from PRX.